Hello and welcome to The Softer Side. I'm your life transitions coach, Shelly Carney. Let's design your life. Shelly Carney and Toby Eunice bring you The Softer Side, life transitions and relationship coaching. Join the live chat on YouTube every Wednesday and Friday at thesofterside.live. And we're back. <laughs> Today's topic is the value of a coaching session. We're going to be talking about what goes on in a coaching session and why it is so very valuable to try it out. But first, let's take care of housekeeping. Please take a moment to like this video with a thumbs up, share it with your social media contacts and anyone you feel would benefit from this information. Be sure to subscribe and then click on the bell to receive notifications whenever we go live or put out a new video. In the live chat room, I hope you'll take a moment to say hello. Let us know where you're coming in from. Ask any questions you may have, and we'll get to your questions after the presentation. And also open up the phone line so you can call in and talk with us. Please do share your story, and here's a prompt for you. What problem or situation would you like to solve today? Support others in the chat room, and if you have any private questions, or if you'd like to suggest a topic for a future video, please contact me by email at thesofterside.info at gmail.com. So let's talk about what happens during a coaching session. And let me just tell you that I find coaching to be really valuable. I take part in a coaching program. Uh, there. It's a monthly program that I'm in, and we can get uh, a coaching session once a week with a coach. More often, if uh, we choose, uh, if we have you know uh, more in-depth needs, but uh, once a week is a really optimal uh, coaching schedule, I believe. And what I get out of it is uh, the opportunity to. Talk to somebody, be the center of focus for those few minutes uh, with that other person uh, listening to me and uh, thinking about what I'm going through and then offering some help to, uh, to help me align my thoughts and just really understand where it is that I'm at and where it is that I want to be. Um, so think of coaching as conversation, brainstorming, sharing ideas, understanding your emotions, and solving problems. And very often we'll go through the thought models as we're going through our coaching session. So uh, if I bring out that I'm feeling a certain way, then we'll do the thought model based on the feeling. And what are you thinking in order to feel that way? And what result is that bringing you? What action are you taking based on that feeling? And we get into that thought model process because that is the basics of problem solving. So uh, have you been coached, Toby? Only by you. <laughs> Only by me, but you have been in, in through uh, therapy sessions as well. I have been through. Uh, I have been through counseling, counseling sessions. Yeah, I don't necessarily call them therapy because they were, they were uh, counselors rather than psychiatrists, or, mm -hmm. uh, and they were joint counseling sessions. They weren't individual counseling sessions. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, every time I went to a joint counseling session, uh, eventually the counselor would say, "Well, I'd like to spend more time with your partner, and uh, you don't need to come in anymore." So, 
because I felt like I was normal. But so, how do you feel? Is uh, what do you see as the differences between what went on in counseling session and and the ways that I coach you? Uh, well, uh, counseling sessions, uh, I didn't always get answers. Right, so what they counseling and psychiatrists do this too. Not that I've ever I've been with a psychiatrist, but mm-hmm. uh, I know from experience that uh, they ask a lot of open-ended questions, um, and they uh, enable you to delve deeper into whatever's troubling you, mm-hmm. which could be everything from a mental issue to a spiritual issue to a physical issue, uh, and then they help you work out a plan. They they kind of you know the big question is well what do you want to do about it, right? Meaning, I, I can't fix any of that. What do you want to do about it? And I think that's the point of both counseling and life coaching is to figure out, help you figure out what you can and or should do um, and help you to make that decision. Um, generally speaking, the, the uh, most difficult uh, life coaching sessions are those where you don't, actually have a solution. You have a problem, but not a solution to it. And, well, I don't mean difficult. The ones that you have to work hardest at are the ones where you have a problem, but you haven't considered the solution. Uh, or you have considered the solution and you don't particularly like it. Right? <laughs> so uh, that's where either counseling or life coaching comes in. Um, uh, a life coach, I think the difference between a life coach and a counselor is that a counselor is working on uh, some a certain set a fixed set of principles that get you from uh, point A to point B. Uh, a life coach assumes there aren't there are principles that you can apply, but really getting you from um, point A to point B is uh, I don't want to say your problem, but it's what you have to come up you you have to solve. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the difference. They were they both work for me. I was okay with the counseling sessions, uh, but. Um, but I didn't feel like I was, I was being helpful, but being helped by it, uh, only because in each of the counseling sessions, uh, although it was a partnership, what you discover is the problem was not, the issue was not mine necessarily, mm-hmm. and this happened in you know in the last two cases, one a marriage and one a very deep relationship. So, uh, but you're the only life coach I've ever had. <laughs> Okay, good. Good that I only need one life coach. That's right. In your life. I yeah. fixed you, so yeah. you're done. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've done a pretty good Actually, that, that's kind of true. So it's important that we make mental health a top priority in our lives because all of our life depends upon and revolves around our mental health. Um, and we want the best mental health we can have. We don't just want mediocre, yeah, I'm not mentally ill, so I must be fine. We want, I feel so good, and I, ha- I can handle anything. I am so mentally and emotionally strong that um, no matter what life throws at me, I can deal with it. And to know that we can do that uh, helps to make us really feel like we can do anything. We can take any risk. Uh, we can improve in all of our relationships and in everything that we do because we have that strength behind it. Talking with a coach can bring clarity, self-awareness, 
It gives you space to safely explore what's going on in your mind and with your emotions. It gives you that time, that specified scheduled time to truly focus on what's going on in your life uh, and provides improved mental health. Whenever I've uh, worked with somebody, in the end of, of the call, they always feel better. They feel like they've been heard, and that is so important to feel heard and understood and, you know, just have that acknowledgement that, you know, my problems are important too. Um, just that feeling is so uplifting. It can really bring you out of a rut. It can really bring you out of uh, a pity party. It can really bring you out um, from where you're feeling stuck. Do you agree? I do agree, yeah. We are all fish in the water. What does that mean? Uh, there's, there's a little story that goes, two young fish were swimming by an older fish, and the the older fish said to the younger fish, how's the water, boys? And they, they swam by and they looked at each other and they said to each other, what's water? Huh. What's he talking about? Uh, we don't know a lot of times the big picture because we're in the middle of it. Uh, when we're not able to have that time and space to observe our brains and our lives uh, and we're just in the very middle of it, then... Sometimes it's really hard to analyze what's going on and how we can improve it. Often we cannot see that our thinking is holding us back until it's pointed out to us. Uh, so if I'm having a conversation with my coach and I say, here's what's going on and here's how I'm feeling and here's what I'm thinking, she could point out to me that um, that thinking is not serving you. And that, you know, that perspective could be changed. And how could we change that perspective? And we can get into that discussion. And it opens up some new ideas for me. Instead of being stuck with, you know, this is the way things are, and they're always going to be this way, and there is, you know, there's no other alternative, we can open up our perspective to see there are other ways of doing things. There are other ways of thinking about this. And maybe there's a new path for me. So when we have that help to separate our thoughts from our circumstances, we begin to feel freedom to be able to change things. How do you feel about that? I, I think you need to believe first that you can change things. Um, and generally speaking, there are things working against you. Your age, I know, for example, is working against me mm -hmm. right now. Uh, but that you have to believe that you can change it. Um, and in my in my experience, I know that I can change it. Uh, I just it it seems to just take longer with age, you know. Uh, and you know what I'm going through right now physically. And you, there, for me, there's nothing worse than being inactive. Um, it's my deepest fear, actually. You know, besides public speaking, of course. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, but I right now for the past three and a half weeks I'm, I'm you know down from my 10,000 steps a day to if I'm lucky 1,500 steps a day and uh, that affects me not only physically not only am I experiencing a physical debilitation but it affects me mentally and um, and so I literally I stopped wearing my Fitbit 
because I didn't like the idea that I'd look at it at the end of the day and I had done 1,200 steps or some ridiculous number that's nowhere near 10,000. And um, I think uh, what happens is as you experience some of these negative events in your life, whether it's spiritual, mental, physical, um, that uh, you have to figure out how to overcome it. And uh, along the way, as you age, there's going to be additional obstacles put in the way. It's harder to recover physically at my age than it was when I was 50 or 30 or, Mm -hmm. you know, 10. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think you have to incorporate that into the algorithm, into the response algorithm, you know, where you say, okay, well, if this requires me to be laid up for four weeks, as opposed to what used to take one week, then I'm going to have to be, I don't mean laid up, I mean less active, you know, for in over a four-week period, in in hopes of uh, fixing the problem so that mm-hmm. it can go away. Uh, you and I talked about that story that the first time I broke my collarbone when I was, you know, motorcycle racing in high school, and uh, it was just so painful to go through because it seemed uh, when you wear a collarbone, you first of all you get you can't sleep on your back, and um, and you have to wear that sling, and every move you make, you know. It's hard even to take a shower kind of thing. And it was just, it was a really bad six weeks. I remember mm-hmm. um, I finally got to the point where I was wearing T-shirts and overalls every day just because they were the easiest things to put on, you know. Uh, but after six weeks, it was all over. And you look back and you go, oh, well, that wasn't so bad. It was only six weeks, you know. But when you're in the middle of that six weeks, it just seems like a long time. So mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of going through that right now. Uh, it's been it's going to, we're going on four weeks as of next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and worse, I, I created the problem, right? It wasn't like, oh, somebody threw a log in front of you and you tripped on the log, you know, or somebody pushed you down a set of stairs. It's none of that. No, I did it to myself. And, um, and the length of time that it's taking to recover is, is bothering me mentally as much as, as the experience of going through the process of recovery. Mm-hmm. And just the same as Toby's experiencing this physical pain, and he's right in the middle of trying to recover, we all can also experience mental and emotional pain that we are in the middle of, and it feels like it's lasting forever, and there's no way out. And again, that's a really good time to explore uh, coaching or counseling or therapy if you feel it's that uh, debilitating. If it's just something that you're going through and you would like to get out of it faster, and uh, that would be a great opportunity for coaching um, to help you move along a little quicker, have somebody to uh, brainstorm with and ex- express those feelings with. That uh, once you say things out loud, a lot of times once you've said, "Here's what I'm thinking," out loud to somebody else, and you've shared that outside of yourself, it's so much easier to become the observer and to have those feelings out here rather than in here. And then you can deal with them and then you can manipulate them and then you can work with them and improve them and make them what you want them to be. Um, So along with the physical pain, there's a lot of this, uh, I'm getting old and, Uh and it's taking me forever to, you know, and you're very centered because you're in pain. Um, But then, you know, I tell you stories about my husband's mother and how she had rheumatoid arthritis and she was a surgical nurse and she would hobble around and and her fingers were all deformed and she worked 
as hard as she could for as long as she could until her body just wouldn't let her do it anymore Mm -hmm. and how frustrating that can be for somebody. Um, And then I think that that kind of helps us to go, okay, well, my situation isn't as bad as that, (laughs) you know, and I will get better. And and it kind of gives you that uh, understanding of, you know, where you're at on the scale of, you know, here's really bad and here's where I am. Yeah, on the (laughs) scale of 70-year-old ex, you know, veterans, uh, I'm actually in very good shape. I mean, physically and mentally Mm -hmm. and spiritually. Uh, but every once in a while I run into one of these situations, you know, the, the first time it happened was last year in March or April when I bought the truck and I told you I took a step that wasn't there or took a step that I didn't know was there. Because your glasses threw you off. Right. And, uh, that caused the right knee and it took a long time for that knee to heal. Mm -hmm. And then what's worse about this one is the problem that I had, I, I could feel that I injured both knees, but the right one healed right away. Uh, but I had never, I had never injured the left one before in the same way, and now I've got this to deal with. And what I'm kind of worried about is that the left one is going to take as long as the right one did uh, to heal. But I do I, to the room. I am using ice packs. I am using <laughs> ibuprofen. I am using rice. You know, rest, uh, ice, ice, compression, and elevation. elevation. I'm doing all of that, and that's why my my level of activity has. Um, has come down from 10,000 steps to around 12 to 1,500 steps a day. Uh, and then yesterday I went and bought some uh, at the recommendation of my daughter, um, who uses it for uh, migraine headaches. I went and bought some uh, really expensive hemp oil, little CBD. bottle like that, CBD, uh, to try it out uh, just because I'm looking for alternatives. We're about to go out on vacation and Shelly probably won't share this with you, but I called her yesterday and I said, I don't think I can go on vacation. And, um, and she, she said something like, oh, okay. So she didn't say, why are you calling me or something <laughs> like that? But it was like, uh, so. What do you want to do? Yeah, what do you want to do? And I said, I want a response from my life coach is what I told her. And so <laughs> yeah. we talked it out. We, we talked it out. Yeah. And uh, we figured out that, that it would be, Worse for me not to go on vacation than for me to go on vacation and kind of struggle through this, you know, this injury. And I don't mind struggling through it. It's not the first time I've been injured. It won't be the last time. And I've never, you know, like I said, my, my biggest fear is to be completely inactive. So I can't even be inactive. I mean, I, even when I'm injured, I can't be inactive. So uh, it makes sense to go on the vacation and just kind of work through it. And she drew a picture of her pushing me through the Cody Museum on a wheelchair and that's probably enough just to that vision, that image is just is enough to make me sure make sure I walk through the <laughs> so we so. we saw one of those uh those walkers with wheels on it today, and I was like, oh, Toby Maybe needs one that, of those, huh? yeah <laughs> so uh so that's what I'm trying to avoid. I'm trying to avoid that kind of initial debilitation that that adds up into a bunch of other things, and before you know it, you're in a wheelchair or a walker or, or using a walker oxygen bottle or whatever it is not not that that i'm critical of people i know that people that have to deal with those things have to use them i'm very fortunate that i at my age i don't and i don't want to start i don't want this to be the first of those you know minor things that just keep adding up and you end up you know being pushed around in a wheelchair yep and a lot of it is mental mental so we're working on it hey mary darling um, so 
when we have help to separate our thoughts from our circumstances, and that's again that thought model. A lot of times we think we have already separated out our thoughts from our circumstances. But when you talk with a coach, the coach is completely objective and says, you know what? You're using some opinion in there and we need to pull that out. And they can help you uh, to do that and to make sure that your circumstances are facts alone and not opinions. And any opinions are your thoughts which can be changed. Uh, We are limited in the way we think by what we've always thought. So sometimes it's just too difficult to, to get ourselves out of that thinking rut because we don't have somebody who can observe what we're saying and uh, reflect back to us where we're at and provide a different perspective that we had not considered. Someone outside your life can give you perspective on your thinking that you may not be able to get without that chance for reflection. So that's a really wonderful uh, reason to participate in a coaching session. A coaching session is your opportunity to let it all flow out and just focus on yourself. You know, when you're sitting there talking with a friend or a spouse or a neighbor or somebody, a coworker or boss or a doctor or anybody like that, well, maybe not a doctor, but <laughs> everybody else in your life, a relationship, they're going to want half the conversation, right? Half the conversation, they're going to want it to be about them. When you're in coaching, it's all about you. You don't have to share that time with another person. That's just for you to focus on yourself. And that can be really um, uh, freeing, you know, that you don't have to worry about listening and empathizing with the other person. You get to be the one who is, uh, you know... um, I'm going to say not under the microscope because it's not like that. It's, it's, it's more like you get to be in the spotlight and, pe- and somebody's listening to you and somebody's caring about you. Your coach holds space for you without judgment and they can be objective and help you to see your own thinking and just give you that space and that time to do that. I like it. Yeah. I'm also getting all these recommendations in the room. The last one oh. from uh, Mike was a knee scooter. A knee scooter. Oh, no. Um, and when you can go deeply into your emotions in front of another person because you have that safe space and that ability to trust and be open with them, uh, you convey to that other person what it feels like in your body as you're going through this emotion. I did this with my coach a couple of weeks ago. I was feeling very anxious. And she said, okay, what does it feel like? And I said, you know, it's a vibration under the skin. And, and she said, uh, in all of your body or just parts? And I said, well, especially the arms and the upper body. And she said, and if it was a color, what color would it be? And um, I said, well, it's a neon blue. So we talked about it like it was a whole separate thing, which made me the observer. It pulled me away from feeling it so much. And then it came in waves. It would dissipate and then it come back and dissipate and come back because I was not just feeling it, but observing it. 
and analyzing it. And why am I feeling this way? What am I thinking that's causing me to have that vibrational feeling? And that's what a coach can do for you. They experience uh, with you that feeling. They witness it and they listen to you explain it. And then they reflect that back to you. Here's what I'm hear you, hearing you say. Uh, you're feeling this. You see this color. You have this vibration. And when they do that, it's like, that's what I said. And I'm hearing it and it's making sense. And, you know, that's something that I can deal with. I can experience this and, and it's okay. Uh, it really gives you that space, that distance from that feeling so that you can take a really good look at it without trying to resist it. Because what we resist persists. When we try not to think about it, I don't want to think about being uh, anxious. I don't want it. I don't want it. I push it away. It comes at you stronger. Uh, so you need to feel these feelings. And when you can do that with another person, that experience becomes a powerful catalyst for change. Uh, it, within a 20-minute coaching session, I can totally let go of something that's been bothering me for years, uh, you know, because I'm finally saying it out loud and I'm sharing it with somebody who can help me to take a look at it, analyze it, uh, work through it, and then say, okay, here's what it is. Okay, I don't need that anymore, and put it aside and move forward. Um, and that can be accomplished in a coaching session. Coaching can be a really a gift to yourself. We talked about gifts to your future self on Wednesday. This is a gift to your present self. Um, when you want to work on your life, rather than just being overwhelmed and surrounded by it constantly and, and you don't have time to think, that's a good time to be coaching with somebody is to be able to work on your life. Um, when you need a witness, someone to help you work through an issue. Uh, when you want someone to help you change your perspective because you're stuck in your thinking and you can't see any other ways uh, without somebody giving you that opportunity to see a new perspective. Um, you want somebody who's non-judgmental, who will hold space and love you through the conflict. And sometimes you can't get that from a spouse or a friend because you have baggage with them, right? And you don't feel like, well, I can't talk about this with them because I've mentioned it in the past and, and they've heard it so many times they don't want to hear it again. Or they, you know, they have the same perspective as I do, so that's not going to be, you know, as helpful as talking to somebody who's outside of this relationship. So um, when you go to a coach, you get that non-judgmental person in that space and time that's just for you. Heather has volunteered to push me through the Cody Museum. <laughs> Does she have a wheelchair for you? I don't know. get one at the... Uh... So here are my recommendations. Commit to making your mental health a priority in your life. You know, we, we work really hard to make money to be able to buy a nice house or buy some nice clothes or a nice car. And, uh, but do we work really hard to spend time on our mental health? Do we put that at the top of our to-do list? Or, or is it shoved way to the back? We want to make that a priority. 
Uh, one of the ways you can do that is to watch The Softer Side and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, sign up for the free Design Your Life coaching sessions and attend our Brilliant Advisory Monthly Mastermind. Bam! Uh, I'm here as a life coach to help those of you who want that help. So reach out, join the Softer Side member vault at esofterside.com. There's all kinds of great little uh, helpful mini courses, lessons, ebooks, all kinds of great stuff in there. Uh, join our Facebook group, and you can find this on podcast at Anchor FM, Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts if you'd like to just listen to it rather than watching it. And uh, you can also email me at thesofterside.info at gmail.com. If you are interested in the Life by Design program, what will you get out of it? You will receive clarity in your goals and your purpose in life. You will clear away procrastination and become proactive. You will learn the thought management model well enough to be able to coach yourself in the future. And you will be able to choose your future and line it up the way you want and then go get it. This is free to the first 10 beta testers who sign up. Uh, it will be offered September 16th through October 19th. And you can email me or apply by clicking on the link below in the description box. And again, BAM is coming up Tuesday, September 24th at 7 p.m. If you're on my email list, you will get an invitation to BAM. Our last uh, meeting together was uh, very productive, a lot of fun, uh, very supportive, and I think it felt like we were all friends, didn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we could all share our issues with each other and give each other advice, just like you guys are giving advice to Toby right now. But it was more like, you know, almost like being in person because we were in the Zoom call. We could see each other and we could talk. And really friendly community. So I hope that you will want to join us for the next one. In the live chat room, here's a prompt for you. What are your challenges when it comes to giving yourself the gift of mental and emotional health? Do you want to improve your mental and emotional health? And what gets in the way of that? So let's see who's in the chat room. In our Facebook room, we have Mary Darling, Aaron Mastriani, and Sue Aguayo. And in our YouTube chat room, we have uh, Heather Dawn, mm -hmm. Jimmy Fast, oh, hey. uh, Mike Healy, and Glenn Mike. Mike was in our last BAM meeting. Yeah, he was. Had a good time. Yeah. Glenna Friedman. Glenna, hi. And do we have any questions or comments that we uh, could no, address? No, uh, mostly uh, they were saying hello to each other. And then when I brought up my issues, mm -hmm. uh, there was a lot of advice from buffering to ice packs to knee scooters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've to, seen people on those, to, but uh, I, it's actually well, the, the knee that hurts. The so problem putting is, pressure yeah, on the knee would be the, bad. The problem <laughs> is, and, and actually they're knee scooters when you have a foot injury. Right. Uh, but this one, this happens to be right on the front of the knee when you bend down it you you actually put pressure on it so that's not a complaint it's just i've considered every possible option <laughs> so um and mike is suggesting everybody check out bam yes because he was there for the last yes, one that's right 
And we had a good time. And we learned a lot from each other. Uh, sometimes you just need to get those things out into the universe and immediately help starts arriving. So it's, it's an awesome process. Um, so that's all we had in the chat room? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so what do you think about uh, our relationship? Do you feel that you've grown uh, in, in ways that you would not have if um, it wasn't a coaching relationship? So that's an interesting way to put it from two perspectives. Number one, I don't feel like I've grown necessarily. I think I've done all the growing that I'm going to do. But I have changed, Mm -hmm. right? I've made modifications. Uh, And so we haven't always had a coaching relationship, right? We just had a really good friendship where we could talk to each other. We didn't. We didn't. Well, I think you coached me before I ever coached you. But well, yes. yeah, but I, I didn't feel. <laughs> I think I, it was, oh, there was always an element of coaching involved. But I didn't see it that way, right? You know, I, I was giving you the same advice I would give any one of my daughters uh, about what s- certain situations are. What, what, you know, when I, when I tell you public speaking is an important uh, capability and that you should invest time in, that's what I told my daughters. And they're all good public speakers. Um, but that was from uh, my own experience. So I never felt like it was coaching. It was just fatherly advice that I, you know, I'd give to someone who I cared about. And I care about you in this, you know, I care about you. I'm not, I care about you. You're, you're my best friend, right? You're my best friend and business partner. So I care about you in that context. And so I never felt like it was coaching. Uh, and I never felt, uh, you know, I haven't been, a, I was a soccer coach. And, and, some of the principles to soccer coaching you can apply to raising children or maintaining business relationships and things like that. But I never saw it as coaching until you started, you know, focusing on, on getting your certification. And then I realized a lot of the conversations we were having in terms of my personal self-development were coaching sessions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I don't know, maybe I've taken a more pragmatic or, or platonic perspective of that part of our relationship because it just felt like, well, that's what a good friend would do for you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but uh, the, uh, yesterday when I was driving around and I was having these second thoughts about going on vacation, I really, my reaction was, you got to call your coach. <laughs> and I'm like, call your coach. Yeah. Because not only is your coach going on your vac- same vacation you're going to be on, but I'm sure they have a perspective on what this is all about. And we talked to them. We spoke. We were on the phone for about a half hour as I was driving back to my house. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I called, and I started by saying, uh, I'm having second thoughts about going on vacation. And she paused. There was a, there was a brief pause as she absorbed what I had just said. As I put away all my, no, <laughs> you can't do this to me. <laughs> because we've been planning this for what? Four months and we've got all the hotel reservations and it just, you know, and, and of course Kevin is part of this and uh, he's part of the planning. And I, I, I know that they didn't necessarily want to do this. Like it, it, some of what we're doing is because I wanted to do it, you know? Uh, so, um, so I felt like it ad- at least deserved a conversation. And uh, I took it, uh, the conversation I had was, I, I told her, she, she said, why are you calling me? I said, because I need to talk to my coach. <laughs> and uh, we talked it out. 
and I, I felt better when we were done. And uh, I had decided not to not go. You know, I had decided to proceed and uh, just uh, deal with it because that's kind of what it is. It's uh, it's uh, dealing with it. So. Well, we traveled with you last year when you had pretty much the same issue. On oh, the right side. Oh. That's what I was dealing with on the right side. When it, the, and that's a, you know, that that's what I'm experiencing, except it's on the other knee. I wish I had <laughs> injured them both at the same time. I would have made a lot of things easier in some respects. But <laughs> Except you wouldn't have gone anywhere for yeah, months. Exactly. So we, we, we did it. I had injured the knee last year. And uh, we still went on vacations. We went hiking. And by, you know, by October, November, everything was gone. Everything had disappeared. So it took a long time to heal. It, took, it was a really long time. <laughs> and I'm just hoping that this one isn't going to take as long. Yeah. So Luckily, you didn't re-injure it when we fell in the snow back in January. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> no. When, on your birthday, when we were walking down that hill at Ryan's house, and we, we both... Oh, oh, we went sliding <laughs> back out. Yeah, we were headed back to the hotel. Yeah. We yeah. both slid in the snow. Yeah. They got a big storm. Uh, we I went out there for my birthday. Went out to visit, to, right. to visit with the girls for my <laughs> birthday. And, uh, Crash. And uh, my daughter lives in a cul-de-sac, but the, her driveway is a steep, steep hill. I mean, it's a steep asphalt hill. And, and he was snowed. wearing dress shoes, and I was wearing dress yeah. dress boots, and they we were not thought, good we both, for walking in the snow. We both took ice. a tumble. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway. Um, so I feel like you were my coach first, as, as I've told you that, uh, because you've had a lot more business experience mm-hmm. than I have. So you were always very good about sharing that with me. As you started off... Mm-hmm. Coaching me through the uh, the show that we put together, mm-hmm. and what my responsibilities would be, and what I needed to do, and, um, <laughs> and often looking at me like, "Why are you dragging this guy along? He's not doing anything." <laughs> I like, but he's my friend, <laughs> so I learned a lot. Um, <laughs> and I remember too that. Um, you know, you, you kept trying to separate yourself from the show because you were like, I'm, I'm supposed to be in charge of everybody's shows, not just this one. Right. But we had such a fun time, all of us as a group together, that you had a hard time leaving. And Well, it, uh, Sean Scott didn't help because he just kept saying, you know, well, let's just help them. They're moving forward the show. And I would say well, our responsibility to the organization is to make sure there are dozens of these kinds of shows, not just this one. So it was his kind of soft spot, I would say, that kept me uh, involved right through the uh, right through the development of the show. It was a good show. You did a great job developing it. We had fun. That was the important part. So uh, it's interesting because I'm looking over your shoulder here at the uh, Facebook. Going page. in and out. What's going on? I, I don't know what's going on there, but these guys in YouTube are saying. Mike says my computer dumped me off. My phone has three times. Says Heather. So uh, there must be something going on with Restream. Might be. We're pumping out 5K. We should be okay. 
Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Let's close things down. We Did we open up the phones at all? Uh, we <laughs> did, but we it. didn't say anything. We, uh, we have the phone lines open, but we're going to talk about what's coming up for the next week. If you want to call in while we're doing that, then please do. The phone line is open, and the phone number is right here, um, 866-597-9901. And please feel free to call us if you'd like to know more about the uh, Life by Design program or what's going on uh, with coaching in general and uh, or any, you know, th anything you want to ask about the softer side, uh, please do call in and we'll talk about it. And I don't know what's going on with my crazy. Jimmy says that the stream ended earlier. So crazy I'm not, stream. I'm not looking at the stream. I'm not looking at the... Uh, I closed out my Facebook because it was being crazy. Hang on. So it says stream health is good there. And oh, it's dropped the stream. But we're working now or no? I can't. I, it, so we're putting out a signal, but it's, uh, YouTube says that it's not getting any data. Okay. Uh, yeah. hmm. there. So that's us going hmm right now. <laughs> that's you going hmm, okay, hmm. and I'm going hmm. hmm. Well, All right. We're, okay. Uh, say your goodbyes and we'll. Uh, well, let's go to the last slide so vacation starts tomorrow we'll be back on wednesday september 18th at four o'clock together for a live show but i am going to do a live kickoff video for design your life the beta program on monday september 16th at four o'clock oh is this for my show <laughs> i think so Hang okay on. let's see hi this is shelly with the softer side who's this this is Heather Don. Hi, Heather Don. What's going on? Can't hear you very well. Okay, I'm going to turn your volume. Oh, okay. Go ahead, Heather Don. Go um, ahead. Heather. I'm getting it. Are you there? So um, yeah, I'm here. Go ahead. Kobe um lost Kobe lost his father, right? Yes, when he was eleven. And are your parents still alive, Shelley? Yes, my parents are still alive. Does Toby still grieve for his father? I think Toby has come to terms with his father's death, uh, especially after having gone through the Vietnam War. Because I just can't seem to get over it, and every September is so hard. Okay. Uh, how long has it been since your father passed away? I lost my dad 9-8-2009, and I lost my mom 9-13-2010. Mm -hmm. They were both 57, back-to-back. -back. Okay, and how old were you at the time? I think I was 35. Mm-hmm. 
So that was 10 years ago, is that right? Right, 10 years ago she lost her dad. And nine years ago she lost her mom. Um, and you're having a hard time getting over it. Uh, did you feel like you had closure with uh, the funeral and the grieving process? Neither, uh, neither one. Did, did, was there a funeral and a grieving process at all? Um, there was no funeral. They're cremated. There was um, a viewing, uh, not with my dad. I had to donate my dad to uh, science. I did get to say goodbye and dress his corpse, but uh, there wasn't like a funeral or maybe I need to write some letters, huh? Well, uh, that could very well be what you need. Uh, the answers are inside of you. So if these things are coming up for you, that this is what I should do, then go ahead and do those things. Um, what you yeah. might want to uh, consider is just doing a thought download. Just write all your thoughts. And then take a look at those and see if there's any themes in there that you can pull out and uh, find out, is this something that's, that's holding you back, right? Um, why yeah. are you having a hard time letting go and uh, examining your thoughts around that? Uh, your thoughts direct your life completely. So whatever thoughts you're thinking I know. are what's keeping yeah. you uh, where you're at. I'm also in a lot of physical pain, and I, I was prescribed 25 micrograms of fentanyl and 8, 2 milligrams of Dilata a day. And uh, so I've, like, I'm just almost stopped the Dilata and because um, it was just too much medication, you know, mm -hmm. it seemed to be making more pain in my body. Okay. Um, I think as you work through the emotional pain, it will help to reduce the physical pain a little bit. So uh, definitely try that thought download, writing out the letter to your dad, uh, writing down all of your thoughts and getting them out of your head to a place where you can see them. Uh, that's that's the good first step. Okay, thank you, Shelly. You're welcome. And Toby. Thanks for calling. Okay, bye. 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 Bye-bye. So, having gone through that with my father, I think the difference is was uh, the difference is that she was much older. You know, mm -hmm. she was in her thirties. I was, I had just turned eleven. Uh, but I know if you're not allowed, and we weren't allowed to be part of that grieving process, we had to stay at my grandmother's house. You know, in Santa Fe, that it that's that when you don't get that, when you don't get to say your goodbyes, you you're the the grieving process takes longer right and you get stuck at certain points mm -hmm. the the anger point i got hung up on until uh until i had returned from vietnam and i had a much different perspective and i had a first son etc cetera, etc cetera, and i had a much different perspective on life uh but i was angry at my father for a long long time until uh, i could have a conversation and that took place uh when one day i drove to taos mm -hmm. um and I visited the memorial uh, uh, for he and his brothers. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, I, 
I expressed to him all, all in just kind of standing there, of course, all the things that I had been feeling all during that time. By this time, I was in my, you know, early 30s. And, um, and so uh, it was the equivalent of what you just uh, suggested to Heather, where you write it down or go to the place where that memorial is and, mm-hmm. and talk it out. Tell that, that uh, memorial of what you're feeling, just, right. you know, whether you believe in in an afterlife or where you believe they can hear you or whether you believe that there's something about that memorial that has some significance, it doesn't make any difference. It gives you the opportunity to uh, express what exactly what you're feeling. And sometimes in expressing what you're feeling, it gives you some insight into mm-hmm. why you're feeling that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I let it go. And, uh, and the, the bad thing, of course, is that uh, I... I went over to almost the other extreme. So when my mother passed away, there was just, people were worried like, oh, he's not showing any emotion. You know, like it's his mother. Why is he showing? And it was because I had accepted like, this is, and, and, and I followed well, my mother. You had some time to accept right. it. Right, yeah. Well, I mean, we had three years between yeah. the time that she got, that, that, that uh, she got, you know, had the, the heart attack. Of, the diagnosis yeah. uh, to that. And I was able to visit her and we, we did a lot of, reconciling over my not ever having remained in Santa Fe, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Uh, and so there was a lot of that that I didn't, I felt like we got that out of the way. Um, my only regret, of course, is that I didn't get the same opportunity with my sister because she passed so soon after my mother did. We just didn't have that kind of relationship, unfortunately. Um, but standing there at that memorial in Taos in kind of a, you know, little old cemetery that, someone had been taking care of the memorial because a lot of the Eunices were buried there. Oh, there was a whole plot for them. And uh, in my father's case, there was no casket. There was no, you know, there was just a memorial. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I stood there and uh, I remember I used I had a uh, compass that I had carried with me, a silver compass that I had carried with me for years and years and years for various things from when I was overseas to hiking and stuff like that. And I hung it on the memorial. And I said, uh, you didn't know this, but I became a traveler kind of because of you, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, and, uh, I told him I was a damn good fly fisherman because. (laughs) Because you figured that he would relate to that, huh? Mm. Yeah. So, so I know, Heather, if you get the opportunity, um, write it out, go to the memorial, talk it out, uh, get it all out. Tell, let them know um, what you're feeling because in a way uh, it's uh, healing uh, for you. And um, maybe you can get past this part uh, because there's no reason. There, there's nothing wrong with being sad about the loss of your parents or, or other family members. Um, but what it can't be is debilitating. It mm-hmm. can't stop you from living. Uh, right. Because they wouldn't have wanted that, uh, certainly. And and when you leave this mortal coil, you don't want the people left behind to suffer in that way either. Uh, so and have that conversation with them, either as Shelley suggests, by writing it down or go to that place and just talk it out. Right. Get right. it out. So. All right. Well, thank you so much for um, being here today for your calls. 
of your questions and comments in the chat room. And uh, again, I'll be on vacation next week, so I won't have any shows next week. Uh, we're going to be traveling um, up through all of the Rocky Mountain states of Colorado, Wyoming, and Montana, and back again. And we'll be back uh, traveling home on the 15th. So I will have my live show, 4 o'clock on the 16th, talking about the Design Your Life beta program. Uh, we'll be offering f I will be offering free coaching to those people who are signed up in that program. So if you haven't yet uh, signed up for that program, the link is in the description box below. Um, you can just click on that, enter in your name and email address, and we will get you on the list. Did you say the 16th, Monday the 16th? Yes. Are you doing that from your place? Yeah, probably. Okay. So uh, Jimmy Fast, bringing up a topic that we don't normally in this room, says, Shiloh said in an interview that you should really see what's in the Cody Museum basement. Can you guys see what is down there, please? <laughs> we'll try, but Toby's <laughs> knee won't let him uh, climb stairs, so it's got to be an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I want to see. Heather says she wants to see what's down there in the basement. Um, Spooky. And, uh Yeah. What's something down at the base? There was something else that we had to do at the at the Cody Museum. I don't know. The library. Remember the guy with the librarian? Oh. That that Fenn said there were no clues there. We need to check with the librarians. So oh. <laughs> actually said. Okay. Okay. Well, we will we will do our best and keep an eye on our Instagram. We plan to post some uh, photos every day. Uh, from our travels, um, either to a gypsy's kiss or to mine, which is just Shelley Carney on on the uh, the grams. And you can you can you can uh, share it with a gypsy's kiss. Yeah. 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 Just if you're not already a subscriber to our Instagram account, uh, this would be a good time to subscribe because that's where we're going to put the photos. Now we will have a bunch of other photos that we'll share with you when we get back into on the 18th for a show on the 18th. So. Okay. That's it for today. Thank you so much for being here. And for the softer side, I'm your life transitions coach, Shelly Carney. Thank you for listening to The Softer Side with Shelly Carney and Toby Eunice. Please write to us with questions or ideas for future shows at thesofterside.info at gmail.com and visit the free member vault for more great tips and ideas at esofterside.com.